Welcome to the Digital Day podcast from Bailiwick Express and the JEP. In this episode, James Jen speaks to Hannah Gleave and Aaron Gavi from Ports of Jersey. Uh, the obvious place to start really is what Ports has in terms of ambitions for the next five years and how digital feeds into that. I guess uh, we've just finalised our five-year strategic plan for the, for the business for Ports of Jersey. Um, as part of that plan are lots of ambitious investments into our infrastructure, so uh, increasing capacity and resilience at our port at St Helier, um, and also a master plan um, developing the airport to look at increased connectivity and uh, future-proofing the, the assets at the airport. So, yeah, I guess um, digital is really going to help us unlock a lot of resource uh, time um, to spend it on the right kind of stuff. Uh, we've got uh, lots that we want to do in terms of the master plans that Aaron mentioned, but also things like um, growing connectivity um, and huge uh, improvements in our customer experience. Uh, so if we can spend more time um, out there with uh, face-to-face interactions and less time on the back office transactional stuff that we can digitise um, and make better decisions based on the information that we can get, uh, then why wouldn't we do that? That's what's going to you know, keep us moving into the modern age. And how does that approach fit in with the technology Ports is looking at now, for example, say day-to-day operations? Yeah, so probably a good example of that actually is a okay, an in-train project we're looking at is developing and mobilising an operations centre at the airport. So at the moment we have a really well-developed um, operations centre for Coast Guard at the harbour um, using lots of integrated technologies and data feeds coming in and out of the of the of the room for decision making on the spot, particularly in search and rescue uh, examples. So we're trying to replicate that kind of environment at the airport to help with that seamless passenger journey, have kind of one version of the truth and really start to harness information and data and get to know our customer a bit bit better. So that's a really good example of something we're doing now to harness technology. Yeah, I guess um, something that we learned a lot through creating the Marine Operations Centre is working a lot closer with our business partners as well. So with the Airport Operations Centre, we'll end up having some of our business partners in the room with us. Um, So when people move from their home uh, into departures um, and then um, all the way to the gate and onto the planes, uh, they'll be, come across different business partners as they go, but they may not realise that they're dealing with Swissport or, you know, someone from WH Smith or someone from Jersey Pottery. Uh, and what we want to do is work really closely with our business partners. So we've got information for the whole of the journey. So we know if there's like an incident that happens in the middle, in, in the terminal, sometimes it can take us a while to get the right people there because um, we haven't got complete oversight of the whole journey. But by creating this one place where we can have data from all of our systems and our business partner systems it will really help us in making that journey smoother right and certainly with the island's main ports you know you've got the airport and the harbour technology i imagine quite vital yeah yeah and i guess the other point is we're not kind of reinventing the wheel so a lot of the things we're looking at are things that are proven in the sector and airports so um, a good example of a solution that might help us work closer with business business partners a community app so something that Although we'll have an operations centre kind of overseeing operations, actually everyone on the on, on the ground through the airport itself will have access to information via apps um, on, on tablets. So that real-time information is at people's fingertips and that supports the customer. If there's queries, we can provide the information as quick as possible. 
so if I had to say it's customers and staff as well, I guess technology plays into their sort of day-to-day duties. Yeah, so the, I guess in that example, the objective of is ultimately kind of an improved customer experience and passenger journey experience. But in order to do that, we need to support our own teams to make sure they are using the right information at the right times, really. So. Yeah, I guess like we've always <clears throat> used technology to support um, our businesses. So we're all very much used to dealing with handheld radio- radios to speak to each other from across the terminals. But whereas, uh, like, like what Aaron said, where we're moving to is having... Um, like technology on tablets or on a phone where, um, you know, as soon as EasyJet decide um, that uh, there's going to be a delay, that we can get that information straight into our operations centre yeah. and send it out to every single person that works in the airport community. And then everyone knows what the situation is. Whereas sometimes at the moment we've got situations where, you know, EasyJet will make a decision. It can take a little bit of time to, for that to trickle through to us. Sometimes the customer um, might get it a few minutes later. So um, if we can make some of this stuff work better, uh, you can kind of see how, you know, quite quickly it'll be like, oh, we don't need the radio anymore. We've got something way more handy. Um, sure. Yeah. And how do we compare? It's probably hard to say with other jurisdictions. I know as, uh, as far as our harbour and airport goes, it's smaller than some other places, but our technology is, is fairly up to speed. Yeah, I think we've probably got a bit to learn from kind of wider sector experience. So certainly we're not kind of early adopters on some of this stuff, but I think... We've been working closely this summer with with BDO locally, um, who have supported us in creating our five-year roadmap for for our digital um, ambitions and objectives. But as part of that, we've been working with um, teams from Heathrow um, on a kind of larger scale um, example, but also Antwerp, so the Port of Antwerp in Europe, um, who are really, really at the front edge of embracing technology and um, leveraging that really to improve operations. So. Yeah, I guess, um, I think like we don't, I guess we don't do too badly for the scale of organisation that we are um, in terms of, you know, we'll definitely probably more advanced than some, but there are other places where, like Aaron said, we're going to learn a lot from and take the best bits. Sure. And if there are companies out there, maybe they want to use technology more so than they do already, or maybe they don't really at all. What would be the advice, certainly, you know, from what you've done with BDO, what would be the sort of tips you could give to digitise? So I think... There's a few things there that we've learned over the last few months, really. It's firstly is you've got to get your foundations right. So I think something we've got a real, you know, real opportunity um, to, to harness as Ports of Jersey is getting to know our customer better. So treating customers in their own right and based on the experiences that can be personalized to them. And in order to do that, we really need to understand the way we use data. So kind of as a really foundational um, objective is really getting to understand how we can use data in a more efficient way, in a more productive way. Um, then there's 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 some kind of more um, technical aspects like do we transition to a cloud-based kind of system as a, as a business and how we manage our software and our um, infrastructure and architecture. So there's definitely a kind of um, evolution to this, I think, is a way to put it. Um, that being said, we've also looked at kind of hero projects, what we've been coining hero projects in terms of those, yeah, opportunities to really kind of sell the potential really for digital. You give a few examples of those? Yeah, so um, across the piece really, um, what we talk about the maritime supply chain, so kind of getting the goods in and out of the island. Um, 
in in Antwerp, you know, a, a much larger scale port, but so much similarities in the way that they uh, support the business partners and the sharing of data. And some of that is even using drones. So having drone fly around the port to understand and pick up information. So they, their example, their case study was emissions. So, you know, understanding and monitoring emissions from ships. So not only does that, you know, it's an automation of a process, but actually it's really useful for sustainability and understanding the impact of our operation to to Jersey and, the, and I know Jersey is going to be a bit of a test bed almost for drone trials, testing their capabilities and I suppose safety, exactly, you know, things like that. Um, how far away do you think Jersey is from seeing that kind of technology? Yeah, I, I mean, actually, we're you know we're probably a lot closer than many places in the world because there aren't many places like us where we um, we. Uh, operate both the harbour and the airport we also have our own regulators um and uh, we have our own aerodrome we so we have a huge amount that we um as an island as much as just ports of jersey have control over and we can be a really great tri trial um base for some companies who want to try and do different things um and um, advanced technologies and we're already you know, having lots of conversations with people and starting to undertake some work um, which, you know, helps us not only in terms of digital and modernization, but certainly in terms of creating a more sustainable business um, and a more sustainable way of living. Definitely. And I was referring to the Elias project, I believe it's called <laughs> there. Is that one you guys are going to be watching fairly closely? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that is a really good opportunity, as Hannah says, to kind of really um, sandbox Jersey. So Jersey has a, a, some really kind of unique opportunities there in that we can drive regulatory change to uh, you know keep up with the pace of you know evolution and technology and, and and the way we use digital um solutions rather than kind of be held back by it um so so that the alliance project is a really good example of um using jersey as a test bed really i think i'd like I've, I've been lucky enough to be on a couple of calls about with some of the guys um that are working on the technology and like it it really blows my mind and I, it, it's hard to keep up with the complexity of what they're discussing but when you see um, how they can kind of um, use drone technology, you know, perhaps for delivering, you know, parcels to and from um, island to island, the way that they can use technology for safety reasons to keep separation between drones um, and, you know, other things that might be in the airspace. Uh, like, it, it, at first, like, you, I guess because it's such a new area, you, you, it feels a bit like, oh, you know, it, um <laughs> is it safe? And I wouldn't want to be the first to be near it just in case it isn't. But actually, when you understand a bit more about how it all works, it is like unbelievably safe. And mm. um, it's actually removing so much human error out that mm. uh, it, it's really clever. So like learning things from what they do, and then thinking about how we can apply it to other areas of the business is also really cool. And in terms of potential uses, I imagine drones is, is probably quite a good one because you've got supply chain logistics, you know, search and rescue, I think you mm. mentioned earlier, mm. is, is that quite a wide spectrum of ways we could apply that particular technology yeah kind of i mean it's, it's one of those either like the use case drives the solution or actually once you've got a solution in place you understand how much more potential there is mm -hmm. so i think for example some of the things we've been looking at even like on our on the on the aerodrome within the within the boundaries of the airport fence is monitoring so we do think um, monitoring birds the amount of birds and wildlife there is obviously from a safety perspective around the runway so mm -hmm. at the moment people basically drive around every day looking to see what's happening there's a really good opportunity to use drones to do that we recently used um, a drone to survey some of our buildings after the storm to understand storm damage to kind of look at areas that are kind of a little bit out of sight and out of mind so that was a, a great kind of 
you know, um, opportunity and a really good example uh, within our operation. But then you're right. So I think in a part of the Elias stuff early on, um, we were looking at examples of where it's been used elsewhere. And actually, I think in COVID, um, I think it was the I think it was the Isle of Man where they were delivering uh, medical supplies via drone across the the water from the mainland to ma- maintain their resilience in terms of supply chain. So it's kind of it's already out there, and it's great to think that Jersey can be a part of that. Definitely, I think you're saying you've obviously spoken to a lot of the guys behind that project. It's quite an exciting one, uh, Jersey. I think as a test bed, um, not just drones. Are we quite a good location? Do you think to trial new technology in general, particularly when it comes to our harbors and airports? Yeah, I mean, I guess like one of the things that we certainly learn over the year, this year, as we've been putting together our five year strategy, is kind of like what Aaron said about. Um, there's foundational work that we need to undertake you know it's not it's not gonna be a case of oh there's all this new tech we're just gonna buy it and then everyone will know how to use it uh there's actually a lot that we need to do in terms of you know um development of um the like the it infrastructure for example but meanwhile we also really need to focus a lot on building really strong relationships with our business partners getting more comfortable sharing data you know at the moment um i think just like a lot of businesses we'll be working working on the data that we've got available to us. But, you know, when we start really looking at our operations and what information is available, it's like, actually, the stuff that we've got isn't that useful. What we really need is what they have and what that is. And then how can we pull that into some sort of, you know, system or data lake or, and then, you know, be able to very quickly have it on a display screen that not only is in the operations center, but is on all the handheld devices. And then immediately you can see, you can move from, you know, where you've not been able to make a decision for 30 minutes after an incident to making a decision within five or 10 minutes that's even better informed so yeah, the, yeah there's some of... context around turning kind of what we what we've been coining recently and, and i mentioned the operations center and developing that as a way of working is turning from very much kind of reactive to proactive so kind of man- using using this information to plan ahead and anticipate um, particularly in an airport environment, kind of disruption. So whether that's weather delays or, you know, the inbound aircraft slightly delay, what does that mean to the people waiting to to take off? And um, with the way we've been calling it, be terming it, and this has worked with Heathrow, is kind of plan on plan. So as, if everything's working great, it's kind of working great. But actually the minute there's something that's that happens that's slightly more dynamic or a, a bit of kind of out of left field, actually that's when you really see the opportunity to predict and react and where do you think passengers will see that the most is that more sort of mobile applications that sort of thing communication so how do we keep the passenger informed is really key i think understanding where they are what we talk about passenger journey through physically through the airport so through check-in and you know security and then into departures and then before they go to gate at any one point how do we make sure that people feel informed um how do we make sure that their experience is something that fits them. So we talk about profiling of customers and, you know, someone might travel for an airport three or four times a year with a different profile. So they might be a family member, they might be traveling for business and they're probably going to have different wants and needs or turn up at different times pre-departure. So a lot of this is dependent on using information, which we can, which we, we can, we can harness and we can um, understand how to profile those people through, through the airport in particular. And then you're right in terms of disruption, at what point do we tell them, you know, can we predict in advance, give them a bit more um, information around the context of what's happening. And I appreciate you said we won't see everything all at once, but what are some of the other examples of big projects or collaborations with technology that you're currently looking at at the moment? 
Um, well, I guess, you know, t- talking about the airport um, operations centre that's currently um, uh, just in, in the early stages of um, forming, um, like we said before about bringing in our different business partners and the um, and the kind of information and data and, and the resource that they have too. I, you know, I think so much of this is about help, helping people to have choices. Um, you know, we absolutely know there'll be people that, you know, don't want to use their mobile phone to check in or they'll you know want to turn up at the airport see somebody at security you know go through have a cup of tea and um, there's there's also you know a lot in the future there's a huge amount of change coming in terms of like the aging population so mm. you know digital's got a huge part to play when it comes to how at the moment you know i don't know about 10 years ago we had four people for every person that was retired you know now we've probably got nearing on sort of three to two people working for every person that's retired in about 10 years time we're going to have two people for every person then soon it's going to go to one to one and if we don't use that like digital technology to help us become more productive and and free up people to do the relationships the humanity side of of how we want to live live and travel then um we're gonna really miss a trick because we'll still have too many people in the back office and not enough kind of working on the the stuff that really matters and do you think ai obviously a big topic at the moment is quite key there because obviously automation of uh, i don't want to say mundane tasks but sort of routine things that as you say if ai kind of steps in maybe frees up people to go do the the human work as it were yeah i mean for sure so like 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 before when when we were saying that um as soon as we can instead of sitting down looking at 17 different emails and pulling together stuff off information um screens that are all separated if we can pull that all into a system and and that within you know a few seconds it it, it's already analyzed it and given us the key bits of information a decision can be made so much quicker um you know at, at the minute it might take us i don't know five minutes to um uh, somebody I don't know feels unwell in the terminal. It might take us five minutes to get some help to them. Whereas uh, when we've got um, better systems and better information and better oversight, it'll be more like one minute. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think that's a great example, but you might. Yeah, have so a, a few of us visited a aviation forum recently, which was kind of looking at digital transformation in kind of the aviation and airport sector. And one of the kind of it felt like the least shiny kind of um examples was um something they were using which was augmented ai so basically airlines if you ring an airline up to you know talk to someone about changing your booking um you're still talking to that it's almost kind of still face to face or voice to voice over a call it's still a person you're speaking to so i think there's still a little we've got to make sure we understand that in terms of again back to the kind of requirement of of the of our customer of our passenger people i think still want to talk to people or be face to face in an airport with someone but actually if that person has everything at their fingertips because you have a, you know, AI bot in the background reaching for the information and the solutions, actually that's really powerful. So it's kind of this, this concept of augmented AI, I think would be really useful for us. And I think you're right. Um, in order to improve our customer experience, we, we, we do need to look at productivity and efficiencies kind of, you know, internally back of house, if, if you want to put it that way. And, and that leverages that, capacity really to then focus more on kind of what we're doing right and how we can support a passenger we've talked a lot about you know managing disruption and managing it from an operational perspective but actually there's a a really big opportunity around you know seamless experiences for 
uh, people, you know, for example, you, you book a park, car park space in advance, but actually at that point it gives you an opportunity to get an offer on duty free or, you know, then... And if you can actually, book that in advance, you can just pick up your bag once you've got through security, you yeah, don't have exactly, to spend time yeah, looking yeah. and then, you know, you can book your champagne to be at the bar or like... That's what you... <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah. I think that's, you know, that we've got to think of it in different ways. Um, but what that all comes back to is how we harness data, how we use data in a more integrated way as a business and with business partners um, and actually across the island as a community. So working with Digital Jersey and the other kind of companies that we're looking at. We, at the moment, there's um, um, some workshops with Digital Jersey about understanding, you know, uh, some of the other, um, uh, Jersey Electricity Andium, uh, some of the other organisations, you know, how what, what, what are the bits of data that we hold as organisations? How can we use that, make it public to the islands, you know, and, and look at it from a wider kind of community perspective as well. And whether it's AI or other forms of automation, I appreciate you said it's about efficiency at the end of the day. Do you think it's it's quite there yet? Or are we looking at maybe another three, four years before that kind of tech is, is really, you know, easily applicable? You can integrate it into your own systems. Uh, you know, is that one that we have to keep an eye on maybe over the next five years? Personally, I think we're already on catch up. I think the really okay in terms of the way that you know, so we talk about things like ChatGPT, and um, that's quite a thing at work at the moment because people are really starting to understand how to use it in a positive way, in a productive way, beyond the beyond the kind of novelty aspect of it. Um, like I said, there, there's heaps of like so. So we talked about um, so we've just had a um, big project to install next generation security equipment in the in the airport to which is based on a regulation and a deadline in terms of upskilling the the technology and um, advancing the technology. Actually, those machine those machines are machine learn they're AI based. So the more uh, in the mobilization phase, the more that they were used, the more they were understanding how they were used um, themselves, which helps with less rejection rates or baggage and things like that. So it already exists um, as a as a technology. Um, we just need to understand back to kind of the use case, really. Right. And, and I appreciate that's a deadline that's airports across the UK, yeah. that's not mm. just for Jersey, but uh, hopefully not too much catching up to do. Are we, you know, fairly sort of close to other jurisdictions? Yeah, well, I think actually in terms of the security equipment, um, we kind of, that was a, a, a strategic kind of decision to get ahead of the game, really, because we otherwise we'd be in the list, in the waiting list against other airports, much larger airports may add across the UK. So, um, so that's been a really good, yeah, really good example of, maybe early adopting really by definition so there's um, obviously been teething problems mm. um as we've you know um introduced the, the new tech and um you know our like really lovely uh security officers who um you know ultimately are often in a quite a stressful environment when there's like large queues and things but again we can use you know what we want to do next summer is have a different experience the summer that we've had this year um and you know some of that is going to be through uh uh the different ways of working that we're introducing at the moment, some of which is pulling together different technology that we haven't had all in one space before um, that's going to help us, you know, better manage the real peaks that we see because, you know, every airport uh, has, you know, very quiet times and then suddenly very busy times. Um, you know, airline scheduling is something that um, we could probably do with uh, um, the airline scheduling uh to use AI and um, yeah. to help, you know, support to smooth that out. For but I mean, ultimately, it's uh, airline. It's that's not that's not under Ports of Jersey's control. Like we, you know, we we're, we fall into slots that 
the airlines require. Um, sure. So, but, but in terms of modelling those, I appreciate there's other technology there. I have to mention the digital twins, I think. Yeah, Is that for yeah, the harbour yeah. and the airport? Yeah, so I think that's kind of a, you know, so the opportunity around digital twins, which again, Digital Jersey have been looking at on a kind of island-wide basis really um, already. So how do we how do we kind of develop a digital twin of our operation, of our airport, of our harbour to predict you know, what changes in, in, in environmental conditions or, or changes in, you know, uh, frequency of aircraft or basically any kind of dynamic, how that impacts response and how do we kind of, how can we develop and test things through a digitized version of our operation before um, we have to kind of react to it in real time, basically. And that so. might sound a bit futuristic, I guess, for some people, but what realistically does that look like? Is it sort of a 3D render yeah. we're talking about? Or Yeah, so I think, I mean, ultimately, the first thing for us is because we've got a really big opportunity because we're developing and the infrastructure at the port and, uh, and at the airport. So now's the opportunity to really put all of the mobilize all of the equipment you need so it's all based on sensors and you know 5g and, and that networking and stuff like that so we're not retrofitting it because we're building new new infrastructure so we've got a really good opportunity to get that all in and you're, and you're right it's kind of um you know the way that digital jersey have done it is all based on where the data is coming from actually so the sources of information the source of the data that we pulled together and kind of create well a digital twin as happens so it's you know it, everything can be done in um, in feasibility and kind of you can really start pulling levers on the way that you operate to understand how that's going to impact things in, in real time so yeah I like so we've seen how it works in Antwerp and it is literally like uh you you know somebody walks into the office in the morning there's screens that show uh, a digital picture of the entire harbour estate and immediately you know you can ask the um system you know how's today looking and it'll be like well the weather's doing this but also you've got you know 10 freight movements out, 20 coming in. We've got these berths that are ready. Uh, we recommend that these ships move into these. Like it's it's all just like, it's incredible how Antwerp have pulled together the amount of um, relationships really to start off with, to mm. make all of that work well, and then have these operation centers where you can literally, and, it, and that's where the drone technology comes in. Like um, Aaron was saying before, you know, a sensor will go off saying, you know, we're detecting some pollution in this corner of a harbor. And then, you know, I mean, obviously they're a different size to us, but they're like, Shh. then a drone, you know, takes off, then hovers over, looks down, they can identify that it's likely to be coming from this tanker. Um, and, you know, then they can deploy, you know, people to that area. To f it's just amazing. And that's a, a good sort of morning scenario, I suppose, of how it's being used. And again, how far is Jersey away, you know, really in terms of yeah. two years, three years I from mean, that kind of situation? You know, how the scale of Antwerp I mean it's one of the biggest ports in the world so um you know we'll pick and choose what's right for us um but you know uh how far yeah I mean I think like so we built a five-year roadmap so our digital journey if you like is starting from kind of now over a five-year horizon so I think when we get to things like digital twins obviously that's got a overlay with our other plans around the development of the infrastructure itself rather than kind of retrofitting it um so I think kind of within within the next three to five years i think we'll be right. leveraging this kind of you know technology and sure. we did mention the storm very briefly earlier if you take it to the extreme having a digital twin i suppose maybe models bad weather events at the harbor that sort of thing is, is there potential there as well yeah yeah absolutely yeah so even things like sea level rise storm surge kind of working with the, the met teams and how that impacts our infrastructure around the um the shoreline and, and the harbor itself so yeah that's a really good use case actually 
And if you were trying to sum up how technology is going to position ports in, maybe we'll go with the five-year plan, if you mentioned it. Um, any key areas, you know, if you had to pick two or three? Um, I guess I guess for me, well, we've talked a lot over the last kind of few minutes around the technology and the advancement in innovation. But the other things I've kind of learned a lot over the last few months is that it has to be done for the customer. So ultimately, what is your end goal? And this is about customer experience for us. That's kind of ultimately where where we want to leverage the you know the opportunity. The second thing is um, ensuring that our people are skilled and ready and kind of in a, what we've been phrasing digital mindset. So you know we need to understand that our people are up for this and they understand themselves how AI might help their own kind of. Um, you know, sure. department or function. No point having the uh, tech if you can't use it, right? Ultimately, yeah, that's kind of, that, that has to go in train with the development of, of the, the tech itself. Yeah, I guess, and before, I mean, we were, as we were embarking this year on developing our digital strategy, it was, you know, I think we were we were quite nervous about, um, you know, because ultimately our workforce is, is a sample of the population of the island and, um, you know, how many people are really up for, you know, changing technology and embracing it. And um, and there's quite a lot of fear around the use of it for um, all different, you know, different types of people. Uh, when we did a, a survey uh, of our workforce of, you know, how up for it are you? Actually, like 80% of people were up for using more d- data and more technology to support them to do their jobs. And um, that was like, I don't know, I guess I was a little bit surprised at that at first, but... Uh, you know, it, I suppose it doesn't surprise me in some ways because quite often, you know, people that are on either the um, early adopters or the most sort of fearful are the people that you hear the loudest. But actually, there's a really huge chunk of people who are like, yeah, I'm up for using a bit more, but, you know, I, I kind of want to see you do it first. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's how do we develop a strategy that's going to help us take some of that fear out, make sure that people um, are ready for it and that we've got the right um, relationships in place, particularly, you know, with... Um, um, the airport community, the maritime community, and you know the whole, whole island actually. Fantastic. We'll have to check back in five years and see where we are. But thanks for coming in, guys. Really appreciate your time. Thank thanks you. Nice one. Thank you for listening, and thank you to our Digital Day partners: Deloitte, Digital Jersey, JC, JT, Ports of Jersey, and System Labs.